And let me tell you a little bit about what I'm seeing right now. Not only do we see uh, an, an exotic array of species in this diner, but if I, as I look out across the sky, I see some of the most beautiful planets and galaxies and stars you'll ever see from this perspective. You really got to come join us here sometime. Uh, we us, by the way, Don and Miles should be along any moment. We gather here almost weekly to talk about television shows we're watching, the movies we're watching that we're interested in, and our commentary about some of the latest gossip and news, all related to the science fiction world that we all know and love. Anyways, uh, I ordered my steak and I'm waiting because I'm just absolutely hungry and I just can't wait. And I think that it's coming out of the kitchen right now. Because my server. Yes? Oh, you want to cut my steak for me? Ah, uh, sure, go ahead. What? Ah, uh, no! Uh. Welcome to Dining at the End of the Universe, where we serve up all sorts of spicy conversations off the latest menu of science fiction movies and television shows. You can find Dining at the End of the Universe at diningattheendoftheuniverse.com. You can also find us on iTunes. We look forward to seeing you at the diner. Welcome to Dining at the End of the Universe podcast, the place where we serve up. Well, you heard the intro already, and we said that before. Uh, the diners that are here in the restaurant tonight are myself, and with me is... Miles P. McLaughlin. You got it. Miles P. is here. And Don will be joining us in the diner a little bit later on. But we're going to cover some news stories. But first, we just have a little bit of information we want to convey to you. Now, last week, we gave out some trivia. And there's still one outstanding trivia question from two weeks ago that we've not had any takers. And it will remain on our trivia until someone actually answers it. Because we want to hear someone that speaks like Guido. There's got to be somebody out Guido. there. Come on. Is it? It's Guido, right? Yeah. Okay. It's not Guido, Guido. I'm pretty, Guido. pretty sure. Guido. Guido. It's not Guido, is it? You know what? It is Guido. Oh, Guido. I've been saying it wrong all along. Yeah. Everyone, no wonder no one's asking. I'll sound like Guido. Hey. You talking to me? No. Uh, so, Greedo, uh, if you can speak like Greedo, please. No wonder no one's calling in. Uh, Greedo, we want to hear from you. We know that some sci-fi Star Wars geeks out there that has practices has practiced this to infinity in their sleep. But anyways, so that is one of the trivia questions. But last week, Miles poised a trivia question off of Battlestar Galactica. Which was our show last week, right? Yes, it was. So we focused on the rap and finale of that. Not a lot of news in that, but go ahead and uh, tell us a trivia question and then give us the answer. Well, I asked last week, and you would have to, to know this. You would um, get out get out the DVD for the miniseries and uh, watch when Laura Roslin's in the hospital. You'll see ships flying around. There's two ships that Ron D. Moore is paying homage to or homage to. Um, and uh, those two ships are. Dun, 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 dun. Can I guess? Go ahead. Let me guess. Okay, one is the Firefly. That is correct. Okay, the Firefly was one, and I want to say um, it is a B wing. I don't know if there's a B wing or not. The only ones I know of are the Firefly and and the Enterprise from the original series. 
Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, like I didn't even notice that. I, you know, I'd heard back when I first started watching Battlestar that that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I thought one was a Firefly. Mm-hmm. But so, anyways, well, very, very cool. Now you know. You can go back and look for them if you want to see the Firefly and more movies than just the uh, 13 episodes in Serenity that came out. You can go look at the beginning miniseries of Battlestar Galactica because it's there in that universe. So, uh, very, very cool. And uh, we will, of course, put more trivia at the end of the show, but you got to either A, skip ahead or, you know, listen through the show to get to that trivia. And you can indeed skip ahead in this show. Uh, that We do this uh, in an MP3 format, which you can download, but we also do it in an, in an enhanced ACC format. And what that does is... Every single news story we have is built into chapters, so you can actually um, you can actually skip ahead through the news stories if you don't if you're not interested in something we're talking about. You don't have to stay there and listen to it, and you skip to our main topics or yada 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 whatever. <coughs> Woo! Um, so that's anyways. That is what the that's what the enhanced podcast will allow you to do. Well, sounds good. You ready to news? Let's do it. Let's do news. In today's sci-fi news. Did I say, are you ready to news? It's like, like news is a verb, right? Um, like, hey, let's go news that. <laughs> hey, that, let's go, let's go news it. Yeah, English right. language keeps yes. changing. Yes, it is. I, uh, I I made a I made a football that bugged me in an interview that I couldn't change afterwards. It was just too good. All right. Well, on tap tonight. Well, let's find out what's on tap tonight. Let's go up to the bar and talk to the bartender and find out the news of the week. And uh, Miles, I believe, is going to start us out with some good Trek news. All you right. Trek fans out here, here's some news for you. Five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Well, um, it looks like that the uh, producers, the studios are optimistic that this Star Trek film is going to do well, so much so that there's already a sequel in the works. Um, as reported by Variety, Paramount has hired Robert uh, Orsi, Alex Kurtzman, and Damon uh, Lindelof to write the screenplay for the sequel uh, to Star Trek uh, uh, Eleven, and they plan on submitting their script by Christmas. Um, well, that that that's good news. That is good news. Well, especially if you're a truck, especially if you like the new incarnation. Now, I know that fans are kind of split in this. Is that correct? There, I, I'm on the um, lot of the online uh, fan film forums and. There is definitely some people who are not enthusiastic about this movie. They think that um, the, change, the changes they're making to it um, don't. Um, there isn't a respect for the tradition, uh, canon of, of Star Trek. Um, Abram says he is. Um, I'm going to check it out. Um, yeah. I think the film's going to be great. It looks great. Yeah. The question is, does it does it really bother? You're a huge Trek fan, and yes. you know I'm a casual Trek fan. I enjoy mm-hmm. the movies, and I've watched. 
a bunch of the episodes, but I would not consider myself a Trekkie by any means, which I think that you would probably. Um, yes. Yes, yes. Gilly is charged. Right, right. And uh, are we going to admit what you actually signed up for earlier this week? <laughs> Online? Uh, wanna... Yes, I'm going to admit it. Um, All right, you can confess. I confess know what here. I am, okay, yes. folks? Um, and go ahead. But, um, like we need another online uh, social network out there, like we need a hole in the head. I mean, uh, I'm sure many of you uh, have a Facebook account, MySpace account, and whatever else is out there. But and, now, and some of us have a... I have <laughs> a Trekspace account. <laughs> there is actually something called Trekspace, and I don't know how many subscribers are on there, but... Um, but there, there's a... There's a few thousand on there. Um, a few thousand Trekkies that are all signed up to uh, yes. commute. So, so if you want, you know, it, it's out there. If you know, we'll get to know some more uh, your fellow Trek fans from all across the country, all across the world. Um, it's a good place for it. <laughs> it is, and I laughed when I heard about it. But what a what a perfect opportunity, really, for people to kind of. Uh, really congregate with people who are interested in the same thing. Right, right, right. But back to our question, which was, does it really, my question, I think, where I was going originally was, does it really matter if the core of Trek is intact, if we tamper a little bit with the, with, with the, 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 the canon? Yes and no. Um, pro- some of the complaints I've been reading about is they don't like the new ship, um, and um, you mean did they drastically change the Enterprise? No. If you look at the pictures of the new Enterprise, it, yes, it looks it, like the Enterprise. It looks, right? It looks like the Enterprise. There is some subtle differences. Well, hopefully they updated the technology. Right. I mean, yet they. I mean, people forget that the original TV series was done in the late '60s. Right. I mean, I come know. on. We made leaps and bounds in the way we would we, the way we even view electronics. If we were to use the same <laughs> electronics. Mm-hmm. From back in the 60s now, no one would go see that movie. I, I don't think so. I mean, there are some f- fan films that... There is a, a popular one called Star Trek Phase 2. They actually have built an original mock-up of the uh, bridge and other sets. But And, and they're good, and it, it's good for what it is. Um, it's, you know, I'm not, you know, disparaging it by any means, but it, it's almost like a tribute series. Um, it, it, you know, it's... You have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. I mean, it, or you, you have to have an affection for the original TV series. If you want to bring... Well, and, see, and, and see, that's the thing. That's like an Elvis tribute band. You have to first like Elvis to even want to go see a tribute band. Right. Unless you know someone's in it. So you have to first like St- uh, Star Trek, the original track, to want to go and see a tribute film to it. Right. And, you know, and so someone that... If you're trying to bring in new people that are not into track and you're trying to get them into track, you don't show them the old track. No, you don't. I mean... Um, like you said, I mean the tech. We, we our technology has surpassed some things that they did original Trek, which inspired a lot of things we have now. But um, it, it's just going to look old and campy. By so, yeah. So some people don't like the ship. They don't like the way the interior sets look. I like it so far. Um, I don't think it's going to radically change their timeline or whatever. I mean, I'll see the movie and and see. But um, but Leonard Nimoy is going to be in it. So I don't. I mean, if if it was a bad film, I don't think. He'd be in it, yeah. So it's just it's just hard to say. I I'm all for it. I you know I have a couple movies that I'm stoked about this summer, and Star Trek is probably at the top of the list. Or right. one, it's it's uh, I would say it's higher than Transformers for me. And I'm a Transformers fan, yeah. But um, Trek Trek's a movie for me this summer. But the tra- I mean the trailers have been getting a lot of attention. I mean people are watching the trailers multiple times. So uh, so yeah, it's gonna. 
I think is is a gamble to start working on a second film, maybe. But I think it's gotten all the attention for it is positive so far. Um, I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be be good. J.J. Uh, Abrams and, and Bruce, I'm sorry, Brian Burke will they'll return to produce uh, Star Trek 12, and uh, they say it'll probably appear in uh, 2011. Um, and from what I understand, all the actors have signed a three-picture deal if, if it does well. Okay, well, good, good. Well, because we can always see more Siler in there. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I think, from what I've seen, I think his Spock is good. Oh, yeah, it's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's going to be. And, and, you know, they're going to be different. They, you have a different cast in here. They aren't going to betray. We aren't going to be looking at the old Spock. We aren't going to be looking at the old Captain Kirk. Or, and, you know, it, 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 these are going to be, these are different actors. They're going to be training the characters differently. There's going to be some different interpretations of them. I mean, at the <sighs> core, they'll probably be the same. But, I mean, every genre of, like, our comic book uh, heroes, I mean, mm-hmm. our, our Superman and Batman go back to the 1930s or earlier. Mm-hmm. And they've been reinvented many times. And, um, when I say it, or reimagine, maybe maybe is a better word for it. Mm, uh, yeah. And there's not the backlash that uh, there is for for some for this. I, I, if anything, people are grateful for some of the reinventions of the Batman movies. Oh yeah, well I think because <laughs> yeah, especially I, I, the '80s, the '80s. Yeah, certainly Batman uh, Begins and the Dark Knight are surpassed any of the other Batman movies that had came before. So I I I, I 100% agree. I yeah, these new Batman films are, and I think they probably stick more to the spirit of the original. Yeah, I would say. Um, I would say. Original comics. So. Now, did you have other news, uh, Star Trek-wise? Yes, I did. One more more thing. If uh, you are gainfully employed and uh, have some money to spare and need a vacation, uh, there's a Star Trek cruise, star date October 11th, uh, 2009. Um, How many days? It, let's see. It says here it's seven fun-filled days with landings at Cabo St. Lucas and Puerto Vallarta. Um these are the cast members that will be on the cruise. Uh, guests include uh, Marina Sirtis, uh, better known as Deanna Troy on Star Trek Next Generation. Of course. Uh, Chase Masterson, who played uh, Lita on Deep Space Nine. Um, and all, uh, Garrett Wang uh, and Tim Russ from Voyager and Alan Ruck from Generations. Also, um, uh, Chase, Garrett, Tim, and Alan were also in an independent Star Trek film called Gods and Men. And they're, t- they're going to show that film... The film's already online if you want to see it, but they'll show the new Star Trek movie uh, on ship and this, this uh, independent film uh, based on the, on the original series on the ship. Um, but they'll have, um, have a murder mystery. Uh, we get to solve a crime. I mean, part of the cast. Uh, we understand uh, uh, the, uh, what's her name, uh, Chase Masterson, better known as Linda from Deep Space Nine. She'll be doing, doing dance lessons on the ship. So uh, I wish I had some money to spare for that. That, that to me sounds like a good time. All right. So if you are a Trek fan especially, this might be for you. Go cruise with the Trek. Yes. Uh, and what's the name of the boat, the Enterprise? No, it's uh, – what's, what's, it has this, this ship here. It says uh, Mariner of the Seas from Royal Caribbean. Yeah, see, now they, they really need to get one that says the Enterprise because that's – come on. I know. That's just like selling it short <coughs> in my opinion. Anyway, it still sounds like a good time however you view it. Um, in other news, we have Cirque du Freak. Cirque du Freak gets a January 2010 release date. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with Cirque du Freak, uh, as uh, I was not about two years ago, I began to teach a class called uh, Strategic Reading in my high school, and I had kids that were devouring this book. So this is a teen book, probably along the lines of Twilight, but not 
near as thick. Uh, it's it's a vampire werewolf horror book, uh, and so they are releasing that probably. I, I think they were planning this way before Twilight was released, but based on the success of Twilight and some of these other movies, some of these teen books are getting made. Okay. And, um, I mean, they're working on the sequel to Twilight, New Moon, I believe it is. And uh, Cirque de Freak is going to be getting coming out in January 2010. So I don't know if I'll see it. Uh, we'll see. But I, I definitely might run it. Yeah, I definitely yeah, might. So Listen right. to me. I definitely might. <laughs> yes, you know, which means who knows. But, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I, I'm, I'm, I, this is the first I've heard of them, um, yeah. but yeah, it's something I put on my rental list to see. Yeah, maybe. Uh, see. I, I might even check out Twilight, even though it's a little girly. You know what? I, uh, I, it's not on my list, but um, I have enough students talking about it that at least I think I might give, I might give it a look-see. Okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, okay, next in news, High Plains. High Plains by James Marsters, right? Yes. And uh, this is the guy that played who in Angel? He, he played Spike. He played Spike. Um, and just a side note, uh, Sci-Fi Wired mentioned today that he's still looking at doing a spinoff series based on Spike. Now, he is getting up there in age. Uh, Miles and I were brainstorming. He's how old, we think? He's got to be probably in his early to mid-40s now. Early mid-40s. And, yeah. you know, vampires are supposed to be young. So, I mean, he's not going to look young forever. So they're going to have to do something fantastic if they, if they bring Spike back, right? Well, they have that CGI technology they used in um, the last uh, X-Men movie to make... Uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen look a lot younger. So if they had to, they could do that. But if they want to make this, now is the time. You know, before yeah, he gets, it is. start showing his age more. Uh, we'll see if, if Joss goes for it, because he'd, he'd probably be the one doing it. That's true. Yeah, it would have to be him. And he has a couple other things on his plate right now. Um, but anyways, back to him. He's in a movie called High Plains. Now, this is a movie that is set in the in the West, and it's. It, it, he's a he's this, he plays this reluctant cowboy that you know leads the town against invading alien bugs. Oh wow! Now, without telling you anything more, who do you think's producing this movie? Sounds like the Sci-Fi Channel. It is the Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> now that means that means a couple things. First of all, we with fear and trepidation say that we hope it's going to be good because Sci-Fi. Well, they're known to make a lot of campy. Yeah, be- campy's nice. You're being nice. They, they make terrible science fiction movies, <laughs> yeah, but they are they are campy. You know, like the and so it sounds like a campy movie, even like the alien bugs invading the towns. Like this would have worked maybe in the fifties and sixties to have that sort of movie. It sounds like a prequel to Starship Troopers, almost. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know. I don't want to tear it apart without seeing it. I haven't even seen screenshot. Actually, it's not true. I saw one screenshot of it, but it just doesn't sound that It just sounds, I mean, the, saying the movie is being made or on the sci-fi channel is almost a kiss of death, whether this, mm. you know, your, your first thought is it's probably not going to be that good. Right, right. Now, if they added pro wrestling into the movie, it'd probably be okay. Well, because sci-fi does specialize in that, so they'd be pro wrestling the bugs and you know beating them, right? It's the alien bugs. Well, they have ECW on Tuesday nights. Maybe some of the, yeah. the wrestlers will uh, be in the movie. That that, that 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 might make it good. I don't know, but it might make it entertaining at the very least. But you, you think it's somebody like you know Marsters? I mean, he's you know he's done some legitimately good work out there. Um, so we hope this we, we we hope this is a legitimate movie right. for him. Right. Yeah, whatever. I'll watch the trailer, see if you know what I think. See if it captures you. Yeah. I'll let you watch it. You can tell me whether oh, it's okay. good. Oh, okay. And then I'll see, watch it. I'll tell you if it's a colossal waste right, of time. Right, right, right. 
<laughs> oh man. Um, and uh, then in other news, uh, men, uh, a couple, three movies. I'm just going to list here all together. We have Men and Black Three. That was the first I heard about it today on the Sci-Fi Wire. Uh, men and Black Three coming, and I, I'm assuming <laughs> we're going to have Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones back because that you, makes sense. You really can't have the movie without those two, in my opinion. Well, right. I mean, these guys are the Men in Black. They are. They are. For all, and uh, so they announced that they announced that they are developing. It's in development, so it's not even really started in development. Uh, Men in Black movie, and uh, we also have. Do you want to comment anything on that? Um, I hope it's better than the second one because I thought this. You didn't the like se- the second one. I didn't like the second one. Yeah, I, I, li- yeah, I liked it. I, I liked the first one. I thought the first one was pretty good. The second one, I, I was was kind of a letdown to me. You put Will Smith and anything that's remotely sci-fi, and I'll watch it. You know, almost. Yeah. Well, what's that Western movie he did? Did you see that? You one? know, I did Wild Wild West, and it, you know, I was. It, it was this kind of steampunk type yeah. West feel, and I was okay with it. It was not the best one I saw. I will admit that. Okay. But it was better than Waterworld. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we can give it that, you know, and uh, and it's better than anything sci-fi put out. Okay. Okay. Can you can you at least agree to that? Well, um, it, it definitely they definitely had a bigger budget than the sci-fi. Yes. Yeah. So at least it looked better. It was it was it was better looking trash maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're gonna get hate mail from people who like that, but. Uh. And uh, Ghostbusters 3 and Spider-Man 4, the last one, which is not necessarily a surprise. Ghostbusters 3, they've been toying around for about a year or two. I know there's a game coming out on it. Uh, I don't know if we will have the original cast back for that or not. We'll see. Okay. Uh, well. Uh, unless they're training people. They might do like, they might pull an Indiana Jones stunt where they have Ghost- Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf will be in there as one of the Ghostbusters. Uh, uh, right. Uh, being trained by probably Bill Murray. He'll probably be Bill Murray's son or right, something. Right, right. Exactly. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, and they'll call it the uh, the Ghost of the Crystal Skull or something. Ghostbusters: The Next Generation. Yeah. <laughs> wow, we're just going all over the place here. We we don't have high hopes for Ghostbusters, but Men in Black, uh, they were they were okay movies here. Let's talk about Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland is going to premiere March fifth, two thousand ten, which means they're already filming. Most likely, it will appear simultaneously in IMAX 3D and regular theaters. It must be a very uh, visually uh, um, a strong visual movie as well. Well, as it should be. After all, who's producing it? Mr. Tim Burton. Tim Burton, and he has produced so much that we've loved. Not everything, but... Yeah, not everything. Yeah, people did not necessarily like the, the newest Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I was okay with it. I mean, Johnny Depp's character was a bit weird in that one. Did you see the, the original? Oh, yes. Yeah, I... I, I Oompa, Oompa, yes. Um, what's his name? Uh, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder was the man in that one. Yeah. Hey, whatever the case, we have hopes. Uh, and 
we mentioned Johnny Depp. He is in this movie as a Mad Hatter, which mm-hmm. is the appropriate role for him. Of course, something weird and creepy. I mean, I, I hope he does not play it like Willy Wonka, though. No, I didn't like his Willy Wonka. He he, he can do creepy and weird. That comes off really good. For example, did you see Finding Neverland? Uh, I did not. He plays an excellent, excellent uh, character in Finding Neverland. Mm. He obviously does a great job in the in the in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh, I, I do like. I mean, Johnny Depp is a great actor. Don't get me wrong. It's just uh, if you want somebody to play creepy and weird, uh, something out there, you call Johnny Depp uh, mm. usually. Um, now, who who would be the other one? The other one you would do would be. Um, I can picture him. Uh, William Defoe. Oh, William Defoe, yeah. No, he does he does creepy well. Wow. <laughs> right, right. Now, Alice in Wonderland, I mean, it's a children's story, but there's a lot of, I don't know, there, sub, there, there's a lot of, I mean, it's, it's um, there's a lot of hidden messages in that yeah. story. I mean, you, you, I mean, maybe you know better than I would. You know, it's been a while since I've read it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I will tell you this. They're going to have to walk a fine line with that movie because there are, there are going to be kids that want to go see that movie. Right. And... Uh, is it going to be billed as a kids' movie, or is this a adult movie, mm-hmm. uh, or is it going to be somewhere in between? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a tough line. I think it's going to be a tough line to to, to balance. I would I would think because sound like Tim Burton it would would take it in the direction that maybe it was originally intended. It's just there are some uh, I don't know creepy elements. Yeah, in it and, uh, so most of what he's done has been family friendly. Yeah, that's where the money is to make it yeah. some good family. Yeah. So. And, and he's, done, he's done a good job of that. And the la- uh, last bit of news I have, and then Miles has another piece of news here, is Fringe returns April 7th at 9 p.m. in Fox, and we are ecstatic. Have you, did you watch? You did not watch. I have not it. watched Fringe yet. Yeah, so, you know. Anyways, it returns, and according to the producers, there are some questions that they're finally going to answer, and we certainly hope so. But that's next week, so we are looking forward to next Tuesday. Woohoo! I'll have to get the DVDs or something. Yeah, something like that and catch up after. But, uh, I've seen Dollhouse, though. Yeah, we have. We'll talk about Dollhouse later on. Mm-hmm. But that's We finally got him. I don't know, hooked, but he's at least watching. I like Dollhouse. Don't okay. get me. I, okay, so I, I will keep watching it. All right. And our last bit of news. Transformers.
just more than meets the eye. Uh, we got some information about uh, some of the newer characters uh, in uh, Transformers. Um, in the title, it says "Revenge of the Fallen." The Fallen is actually a character. Uh, the Decepticon known as the Fallen is an ancient robot, sort of the Transformers version of Lucifer. He's one of the original robot aliens, and his defiance and arrogance led to his banishment into another dimension. Uh, the screenwriters say that the Fallen holds the key to life on both Earth and Cybertron, the Transformers' home planet. For a complete list of new Autobots and Decepticons, visit USA Today, which I did. Uh, and so a lot of these are, the names are names you're very familiar with if you watched the, the cartoon back in the 80s uh, or read the comics. Uh, Jetfire, he's going to be there. Uh, very similar backstory that he had in the uh, uh, original cartoon. Uh, he's basically a, a reformed Decepticon now fighting with the Autobots and humans. Uh, new recruits, uh, Sideswipe, a candy apple, red Lamborghini, the original. However, he joins the cast as a General Motors silver Corvette Stingray concept car. Um, it, all the Arnold, all the Transformers, GM cars, I, th- I mean. Yeah, I don't remember. I think they yeah, I think all they are. They probably are. Yeah, so. Uh, well, GM needs something to keep him busy. Wow. <laughs> G- I mean, if, I mean G- GM's hitting at a hard time. So, yeah, they are. So may- maybe I mean, the Transformers will probably be a two-hour car commercial for them but right. well that was that's was what night wasn't night rider that for ford yes it was yes, 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 yes. but uh uh who cares they're sponsoring it um but uh so yeah sideswipe's gonna be a corvette stingray um I, I never heard of jolt but jolt be a new character he's uh a four-wheel form um and uh let's see other other uh, tracks and beat um they're twin Transformers called Skids and Mudflap. Um, now, some of the uh, troublemakers are bad guys. Um, a smaller but no less malevolent uh, Decepticon known as the Doctor, a spider-like droid that transforms through various implements of torture and has a not-so-nice encounter with Shia LaBeouf, depending on whether you like Shia LaBeouf or not. Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll be cheering, cheering for the... Uh... We'll be cheering for the Doctor. <laughs> um, and uh, what I'm really interested in seeing is... Uh, the Constructicons. Um, they're going to have the Constructicons, and they are going to form Devastator. Um, and um, what I'm really interested in seeing is uh, Ravage. They're going to have uh, Ravage was a, was a cassette that transformed into some kind of cougar or feline, uh, and uh, he, he had, it, it will be. He looks different. I saw a picture of Savage. I mean, um, Ravage uh, has one eye in this in this version, um, but. Um, that should be interesting. And uh, Steven Spielberg, when he saw it, he said, "This is blank, blank, awesome." Uh, Bay says, if, uh, "It's always nice when you you, you make uh, Spielberg swear." So uh, right, right. So uh, I, I, <laughs> we, we have hopes. We we have high hopes for Transformers. Hopes. Yeah, it, it'll be a good. It'll be worth seeing. It'll be one of these summer, summer movies that is a must see. Yes, yes, it is. This is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I'm looking forward to it. I am. You know, I did not watch this. I saw a few of the cartoons, bro, okay. but very, very little. Okay, I, I, I caught most of them. Right. But, well, the ones in the early '80s, uh, some of the ones that came after, um, I didn't. So that was the one I'm familiar with. Uh, had, had, a, had a few of the toys. Um, I always thought they were so cool. Oh yeah. Know, but, you know, whatever. Well, I believe that wraps up our new segment here. So on the other side. We're going to be discussing some of the shows with Don, who's going to be joining us, uh, I think at least, and uh, we'll go from there. And we'll also be talking about the state of sci-fi, whatever that means.
All right, and we're back to talk about two things we're going to talk about here. Different television shows we've been watching over the mm-hmm. past week, two weeks, because last week we didn't talk too much about television. We focused on, well, we did, the Battlestar Galactica finale. Yeah, we gave our last... Um... Our last regards to that. And then there's, it's still being talked about, but we aren't going to talk about it anymore, at least not, not right now we are. No, not till something comes up. Yeah, the plan or Caprica, if you get yeah. closer to the time, I'm sure we'll be mentioning it yep. uh, again. But we want to talk about television shows that we are watching, or maybe not watching anymore, and... Uh, I'm thinking of Life and Mars when I said that. We'll talk about that briefly. Mm-hmm. And uh, also want to talk about this question called the state of sci-fi and what mm-hmm. that means. And uh, we're going to invite you to participate in that in a little bit later on and uh, give you a chance to call in and let you let us know your thoughts on the state of sci-fi. Well, why don't we go ahead and talk about some TV shows here. Miles, can I put you in a spot? Do you have one you want to talk about? Well, um, we mentioned Life of Mars. Why don't we start there? I did not watch that show, yeah. but you loved it. I, I I really liked it a lot. I'm last uh, yesterday was this was the series finale. Um, br- brief synopsis if you, if you haven't seen it. Um, uh, it's originally done. I mean, the BBC originally did their own version of it, and then we then the American did their ABC did their own version of it. But the premise is uh, a New York City cop gets hit by a car. In present day, and he wakes up. And he's in 1973, New York, and he's um, he goes to, to the police station where he works at. They they assume he, you know they know who he is. They said he was a transfer, so um, so it's not explained so much how he got there. Although there are you know there are foreshadows of um, you know there seems to be a third party indicating why he is there, but um, a lot of it has to do with mainly. His worldview against worldviews of 1973. Take for example, just just the uh, police uh, procedures. Uh, I mean, he is very by the book, very um, you know, knows Miranda rights. Uh, this is 1973, though, and these guys are. I mean, the cops are not above you know um, beating some guy down to get get information out of him or to get a confession out of him. Um, or, or occasionally drink on the job if they feel like they need to. This is definitely a different time period, so it's, you know, it's it's his worldview against theirs worldview, and uh, so th- that was interesting to see. Um, but the way they closed it out. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, tell us about the finale. The finale, um, because they had, because they, I guess they got word they were being canceled. They figured, well, we will wrap things up. We're just not going to leave people hanging here. Um, Which is good. I like when shows. Kind of wrap it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was one of the issues with uh, Firefly. The thirteen, you know. You know, they were 11 episodes in. They were like, okay, you're canceled. Next week, you're done. Very abrupt. Yeah. And uh, don't get me started on Firefly. I, yeah, I, we won't. Okay, no more Firefly. Go ahead. Life on Mars. Um, I love Firefly. But uh, anyways, uh, well, since it's called Life on Mars, at the at the end of the episode, um, well, he, he, he decides there, there's this female cop she's, he's really good friends with. Uh, he's given an opportunity to go back, but he he, he decides to stay because he you know he realizes he's in love with this woman and uh, um, it looks like things are gonna work out. But then the screen gets digitized and he wakes up and he's in this uh, cryogenic um, suspended animation pod and he's on a, on a spaceship and it's 2035 and him and people in the, the cast from night the, the, the police officers are with him. They're all astronauts. They're going to Mars, and he he wakes up thinking, you know, there's a simulation there playing for them, just so they wouldn't go crazy. And there was a two year trip, I, I guess. And they said, uh, you know, I, I was supposed to be in 2008, but I was in 1973. And he said, oh yeah, we had a computer glitch, but 
Um, but it ends with them landing on Mars and, you know. Now tell me, do we have any indication at all that this is really taking place in 2035 before the no. final episode? No. So it's kind of like this convenient way to end it. It, it was. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I think they would have gone off in a totally different direction if the, if the show was allowed to keep going. Right. So Now this show aired in, you said ABC? ABC was. ABC, yeah. okay. So probably DVD will come out. Yeah, actually. yeah. I'll have to watch it then. I didn't watch it much uh, mm. since then, but... Yeah, but it was it was a good one. It's I'm sad it, it didn't last, but uh, okay, well, let's talk about something that is lasting at least for another four more seasons. Let's talk about Clone Wars. Actually, ended two weeks ago, mm-hmm. but we didn't talk about it because we were all gung ho on the Battlestar. Battlestar finale. But let's talk about the finale of the Clone Wars, where we get introduced to this um, Chiss. Yes, uh, yeah. cool bounty hunter. I liked him. Yeah, it was a cool bounty hunter. Yeah, the whole thing. Uh, what did you like about the uh, What did you like about Clone Wars in general, or maybe Clone Wars finale? I'll AMT. Um, what I liked about Clone Wars: um, good CGI, good, good. I mean, it, it had to be somewhat family friendly, but you know, you, you do have real, very realistic battle scenes. You do see, well, clone troopers are expendable, but you see a bunch of them getting killed every episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. But they even developed some of the characters with the clone clone. Soldiers themselves, right. so there's some regulars there you get to see. Which uh, Karen Travis does. If you ever get a chance to read her um, her um, her clone trooper novels, that uh, it really develops a lot of those guys. Okay, um, I have a bunch of them. If you ever want to read I, them, but they are uh, really the Republic commandos and stuff like that. Really well developed in her books. But yeah, one of the things I think the thing that I enjoyed most is we got to see more of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. You know. Doing the things I love to see them do, and uh, you know, in the Star Wars world, um, and not too bad. Now we, you know, we do we do get what is it, uh, Ahsoka? Ahsoka is that? Yes. Uh, yeah, is that right? Am I saying it right? It sounds right. Yeah, she, yeah she's she's. Um, you can tell me if I'm wrong out there, listeners. She's but, Anakin's Padawan. Yeah, Anakin's Padawan, which is unique because that's never been in the storyline, and right. uh, obviously. Is it, when we see the Revenge of the Sith kind of ra- come around, she's no longer around. She's not even mentioned. Yeah. So you assume that she is killed somewhere along the line mm-hmm. or something that she wouldn't be talked about. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. But uh, but it was I didn't wasn't sure I was going to like her at first, but she grew in me. She did. Yeah, she grew, she grew on me too. Um, but this this is I mean again this is more. Family friendly, toned down somewhat. Um, not maybe not as dark. I mean, it's a dark situation. They're at war, but maybe not as dark as the Revenge of the Sith movie was. Yeah, and, and, and Revenge of the Sith was probably the darkest of all the movies. Right. Um, you know, whatever. If you did, you ever read the novelization of Revenge of the Sith? I, I have. Uh, by far, did you read it before you saw the movie or after? I, I cheated. I, I bought the book before I saw the movie. If you the, the book made that movie for me. Yeah, it, it I, it I felt that it fleshed it out for me, and I knew things that I would not have known just watching that movie. True, and I liked the movie, but but the book, 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 book yeah, the book helped a lot, though. Yeah, that author is great. Was it Math Matthew Stover? I don't. Mike Michael Stover. I don't recall. Eh, turn around, look at my shelf. Revenge of the Sith is by Matthew Stover. Yep, okay. Matthew Stover. Matthew Stover. We were right on that. He is a great art art um, uh, artist. I guess you would call him a author, and he has um, a series out called Cardomancy. And I haven't actually read it, but it's of interest to me to pick up sometimes. So I might, I might. Okay. So we will, uh, we'll see. So all right, Clone War, 
Clone Wars, another four seasons? Another four seasons, I think, they have slated out for it. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I liked it. I'll watch it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, half an hour, you know, shows in the, on the Cartoon Network, and I liked it. It was good. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, though, I could have done away with uh, with, 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 <laughs> with, the, with the gay slug. I remember that one. <laughs> oh no, uh, the guy that they're, the the, um, the hut they rescued. Oh him, yes, yeah. yes, yes. He, he uh, talked in a uh, kind of effeminate. Yeah, way. I don't know if he was gay or not, but they, they kind of painted him that way. And you know, the qu- the question that, of course, we're left thinking is why rescue this guy? Why not right. let him just rot in prison? Why is he so important, et cetera? We'll have to wait and see. We will. We will and definitely. It, something I could have done without with Jar Jar Binks. Um, Oh, Why yeah. did they bring him back? He's a part of the canon now. You almost here's the thing: you could pretend he never existed, mm-hmm. but then people complain. Well, you know, Lucas knows he made a mistake. You know, and you know by including him, at least he's part of the canon. Is they had one or two episodes where they kind of focused on him, but most of the time he's an auxiliary character, right? Am I right about that? Yeah, but it's just when he, whenever he just he, just any Jar Jar is too much for you. That's basically exactly. a minute, a minute. Yes, I can't stand Jar Jar. Yeah, 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 it's true. Um, but yeah. the, and the one, especially the ones where they focused on him, it just yeah. you know, um, Lucas. We thought he was lame. Okay, yeah, lame, lame, very lame, lame. All right. Well, let's move on into. Do we have anything else we want to say about Clone Wars? No, I, what, I'm good. Anything you did not? I mean, besides Jar Jar, anything you didn't like about the series? Um, no, because my expectation my, my expectations are not as maybe high for that as other shows because I realize this is a kids show. For right. Me. You know, uh, the only thing I did think of is that early episodes seemed a bit disjointed. Now, to my cre- to, to the credit is I didn't watch all the episodes in order. Mm-hmm. But I felt like as we neared the end, the storyline became clearer and clearer as to where they were headed. Okay. Maybe that was just me. But, hmm. yeah, whatever. And, you know, the, re- the reality is anything Lucas puts out, I will go see. And I might might not like all of it, but I, I will go see it. And uh, he puts out live-action Star Wars, I will go see it. Well, this is the only Star Wars we have right now is the right. Clone Wars. Unless we go back and watch the movies, which we can do. But, which we can do. But, um, or and- fan movies, but... Which we'll have to do another show on something. Yeah, we we do. We should maybe that's our next show. Our next show might be fan movies. Okay. Maybe we can focus on them in general, or if we think about it, maybe we maybe we'll have to do fan movies in Star Wars, fan movies in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be two, that might be two shows out of it. Because both both of them have a lot of oh yeah, huge following for them. So. It's a huge following for them. And, uh, Anyways, we are talking about TV shows we are watching. Uh, I pick Clone Wars. You pick another one. Um, Dollhouse. Okay, Dollhouse. And go ahead. Make your I, confession. Um, I, 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 I'm I, Father I, Scott. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I'm watch. I, I've I'm caught up except the first one. Hulu is a wonderful thing if you haven't tried Hulu yet. But they didn't have the the first pilot episode on there anymore. So, but I did watch. So all episode. but the pilot. All but which, the pilot. Which we told Don. Which we told Don. Don. Don and I both told him uh, he didn't miss much. Okay. Yeah. You did. You didn't. You didn't. It established a character. That's mm-hmm. about it. Okay. Uh, but. Uh, Really liking the show so far, and it's, I'm liking it that um, they're having problems with their dolls. It's just uh, uh, the, that uh, the one episode, last episode I saw, and I didn't watch them all in order. The last one I saw was the one where uh, she is helping these uh, these robbers. Yeah, and, the the cons mm-hmm. steal that art, right? Right, right, and uh, she gets uh, wiped out uh, remotely. So, right. uh, which we suspect is Alpha, of course. We mentioned yes. that before, but. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, I've been loving Dollhouse. Dollhouse, I think, is good. And, um, you know, I don't feel at this point it's a, it's up to the caliber of Firefly. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna put these on equal playing ground, right? But but I but I'm enjoying it. It's it's a good watch. It has me intrigued as to what they're gonna do. And you're right. I think the thing that makes a show for me is initially when you see the dolls, they seem like perfectly controlled creatures. But you find out as we go along that eh, not all is well in heaven. No, you know, it's, you know it's just the doll the dollhouse is having its problems both inwardly and outwardly. It's right. Like. Uh, and uh, I like Tam- Tamal Pennicut's character. He's the guy who plays the FBI agent who is trying to yeah, um, or Helios, we know. He, uh, yes, uh, who, who's trying to uh, expose it, uh, as it will. Yeah, his character has been interesting. Also, his uh, his uh, not roommate, but neighbor. Right, that is interesting. Well, that 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 scene, I, well, I don't remember which episode that was, where, where she they, kills that one, the guy. Yeah, she, yeah, she 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 kills that guy. And then, but she's a doll. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, they finally expose her as a doll, and you're like, I knew it, I knew it. Yeah. We were, I mean, because we, we were dialoguing about that way before, like, oh, she's a doll, she's a doll, she's a doll. But no proof until that episode. So. Well, he is so getting played. I mean, he got played by his neighbor and this this guy Victor, the, the informant. You know, uh, well, he, well, here's the thing though. To the defense of Victor and the neighbor, mm-hmm. they don't know it. Well, that, that's the beauty of it, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know that they're being used to play, you know, the, uh, Agent Ballard, you know, and just keep him, you know, from from finding finding what he needs to. Now, there would would there be any point in Agent Ballard being a doll? No, there'd be no point. I, I, I think. I think he's probably the real thing. I think he's the real thing, especially since they established. I think it was the second episode where they they're asking people about the dollhouse. They've heard about it, and because it's an urban legend, and yeah, uh, that was actually two episodes ago, right? Okay, two episodes ago, and uh, and then the campus one was the most recent one. The right. virus attack. Interesting though, the, it, it's interesting. It does make you think. Any character you meet on the show could potentially be a doll, right? You right. know, and uh, and so you do have to kind of second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. But and, and well. Last week's episode, I mean, uh, it was okay. I, I, it was not as good as some of the other ones. Yeah, I could have done without seeing Topher in his underwear. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was uh, Boxer Bruce. I'm like, okay, Joe Boxer, here we are. You know, I your just, pants on, pal. Yep. Just did not, just did not, uh, was not my cup of tea, mm-hmm. so. All right, well, let's talk about Heroes. Okay. All right, so we've watched the past two weeks. We haven't mm-hmm. talked about it for about two weeks now, and we've right. had two episodes, Cold Snap, and into, I want to say Oblivion. That's not in. Um, you remember the names of the episodes? That's uh, asylum. Into Asylum. Okay. Into Asylum was the latest one. Okay. So let's talk about Cold Snap first. Uh, Cold Snap, Heroes Unleashed, let's call it. Loved it. Um, and um, for First, I, one of the reasons why I loved it was because it was a good uh, Ando Hero episode. It was, you know. Some are, of, are they some of your favorite characters? Yes, they, well, th- I think they're the, really the comic relief for the show. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're, they're just... Everyone like, else is so serious. Everybody else is so serious, and, um, I mean, Hero acts serious because he wants to be a superhero, and but it's it's done in a funny way. Now, now just a minute. The only reason you like Hero is because he makes Star Trek references. Um, that's one of them. <laughs> that's, that's certainly one of them. He, he likes Star Trek, so, I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely okay in my book. Yeah. But, so, but, but but you liked Hero, yeah. Um, and, and he had a cool power too. Uh, the the ability to um, um, 
teleport through time, stop time. He just has one of the, one of the core powers. Uh, now, of course, we only saw part of that restored. That's true. Now, in this episode, did you pick up that uh, baby touch and go is the one that gave him his power back? Yeah, it seemed to be that you know he. he See, helped man, him. I, I really should have rewatched that episode. I did not pick up on that. Okay, but you know, whatever. Right. He got his power back. That's all we really care about. Right. But we saw all sorts of heroes using their power. We saw Matt Parkman create that fantasy for um, for Daphne. Right. Right. Um, right. Incredible. Incredible. And of course, we suspected it was that when he flew. Yeah, I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't think he's got multiple powers. Right. So, he yeah. doesn't. But you know, we saw him using the power to create a scenario like his father did. Right. And so that was kind of cool to see him do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that, that sort of, well, Daphne is trying to tell him, you know, move on, you know, we're done here. And right. uh, I was kind of pulling for them. I was hoping, you know, well, you know, they brought his wife back into the picture. Right. Maybe that's why Daphne had to go. Right. Maybe they're bringing that, maybe they're bringing them back together. Somehow Parkman senior is going to have to go with Parkman junior. Right. Yeah. But, uh, I, 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 could, I have a little thing for Daphne, but I mean. Uh, okay. Well, maybe just a little bit. <laughs> we won't admit it to anyone. We won't right. tell anyone else. Okay. No. Yeah. Except for listeners. Person, but, All right. Um, so I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Hey, we, of course, got the revelation of Micah. This is no news. If you're, hero, if you're hero watchers, you already know this. We're not telling you anything new. But Micah is finally revealed as being the rebel. Right. And again, that was no... Huge revelation. It was just a confirmation. We suspected this for a long time. Now, we also toyed around that maybe the Haitian is also in on it. But mm-hmm. we haven't seen him since the end of uh, the end of the first part of season three. Oh, last fall, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess right before December, we saw him at Prime Attack when that kind of went up in flames. Right. And there was some supposition that he died. Um, actually, I mentioned uh, – I didn't mention it in the show, but uh, we talked – I talked to – the Haitian, Jimmy Jean Louise, mm-hmm. uh, uh, regarding another podcast I run. And um, you can actually listen to it if you go to Haiti and Focus. It's a podcast dedicated to this little small island country of Haiti. Uh, called And this the podcast is called Haiti and Focus, and I interview him. And um, so if you're interested in finding out more about what he's up to, you can listen to it. We talk briefly, very briefly about heroes. And the statement he made is that, he is currently a part of the cast of Heroes, which makes it sound like he's not written off the show. Oh, I but, think we'll see him again. But, uh, but you haven't seen him, and they kind of dropped him. And there's been characters that we thought, like Molly, we haven't seen forever either. But maybe she's around. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, the, the episode before last was definitely a strong episode. This one was... Well, let's talk oh, one more thing about that. Okay. Tracy. We've got to talk about Tracy. Is she dead? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh, in fact, uh, it was either a podcast or I was reading the news somewhere. They were saying that the writers have said they had her cry that tear after she shattered. Uh, for those of you who didn't watch Heroes, uh, what had happened in that episode was uh, Tracy, who has this ability to freeze, freezes an entire parking garage. Uh, and they go at the, and uh, an agent goes in and shoots her. And she shatters. And you think, well, okay, she's dead. Except that you see her wink and then a tear goes down mm-hmm. her cheek. And you're like, oh, she's not dead. She's not dead. No, nope, we will see so, her again. And I guess that's really in the vein of superheroes that have that sort of power. That they don't really die when they're shattered like that. I mean, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know my – did you grow up reading comic books? Some comic books. Um, I mean, I um, – Were you DC or Marvel? More, more DC. Yeah, see, I – 
I grew up reading nothing. Okay. I didn't read, well, that's not true. I read a lot, uh, but I did not read comic books. Right. So, but um, I mean, there were, super, there were superpowers that had the ability to freeze, but they were still. Anyways, her power is much better than Mister Freeze in the Batman movies. We'll just say that. Um, yeah, much. Yeah, much. Okay, no, no more. No, no, no more said. <laughs> Let's talk about Into Asylum, the most current episode. Less heroic powers being used. Still a little bit. But if you're a Siler fan, we had we had some, had some good Siler. This was a classic Siler episode. Right. They join, uh, maybe to a surprise, but maybe not, uh, with the Hunter. Yeah, what did you the, think of that? Well, the Hunter is all about going after going after these people. And so even when Noah, uh, uh, Hornroom Glasses guy, says we need to have one of them to help us, he is totally opposed to it, but... He broke down, and you know he you know allowed Siler to help him catch this uh, shapeshifter. Well, I think it comes down to that he realized he can't really kill Siler. No, he can't, and so he might as well use him if he can. Yeah, you know if he can't beat him, join him. I guess a little bit of that philosophy. Interesting though, um, we're going to talk more about that, uh, but it's just an interesting pairing for me. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, Angela made the comment three, maybe three, two episodes ago, that the hunter had survived. He was the only one out of this one village to survive a terrible explosion. Remember right. that? Right. It makes you wonder how he did it. Does yeah, we, he have a power that is hidden? I, I speculate maybe he has the power to uh, maybe heal like, like Claire does. Yeah, or regenerate uh, or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But we'll, you know, we don't we don't know, or maybe create a force shield around himself. Mm-hmm. We we just don't see it at this point, and who knows? I'm sure if it's important, they will develop it. If not, oh, yeah. maybe it'll, it'll just be a theory that we speculate about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about uh, two things I want to talk about in this episode. And if you have other things, we can talk about okay. that too. Let's talk about uh, Siler's death, quote unquote. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, well, I mean. The shapeshifter. Yeah, I guess we should talk about the shapeshifter first. They're the, what Siler and Hunter are on the pursuit of a shapeshifter, they, a changeling. They find him in you know they find him in his club, and, and the shapeshifter looks just like the hunter because right. uh, he the, the shapeshifter is able to mimic somebody as long as he has some kind of physical contact with you. So it's like it's like the Peter phenomenon. Peter can gain an ability by touching someone with an ability. Yeah. This person can gain a shape by touching someone. Exactly. Else, so. And uh, so he's looking like uh, the hunter, but then sometime he may have to make contact with uh, Siler because uh, we see him looking like you know Siler at the end. Um, the hunter catches him, and uh, um, Siler is standing over the guy that's looking like so, the, the shapeshifter who has the form of Siler and um, steals his ability. Steals his ability, and they end up killing him. And then uh, you see him in a body bag with a knife in the back of his head. That's the only way to disable Siler is to, right. you know, put something in his brain. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's interesting because Siler is walking around zipping up the bag, body bag then but as he, a woman. As a woman, as, an, as one of the agents of this, right. the, the, this task force. But show, at the end of the episode, you see uh, the hunter showing Siler, Siler's body, or, or so it seems, to uh, uh, Noah. And uh, Noah, you know, he, you can't tell. I mean, he has a very, you know unreadable look on his face. So, you, right. you know, you can tell, you can tell he's uncertain, uncertain because, but we, <laughs> come on. The hunter does not have a very good track record with killing heroes. No, he doesn't. And so the fact that he can take down what we would deem as the most powerful villain. 
Oh yeah. Are you you really think Noah's going to buy it? No, I mean he has to accept it least you know for for um, appearances' sake because you have Siler with a knife in the back of his head. But he know he's dealt with Siler before. And he knows. So he, he knows something's up. But uh, all he has to do is to pull that knife out. Maybe he'll do that. Maybe maybe it'll get to the point where maybe that'll be in this episode. He'll he'll go to the, go to a morgue and, and pull a knife out and and just to you know satisfy his own curiosity. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I also like the Peter and Angela scenes. Those were kind of nice. The whole <laughs> they, they they kind of it's raining, it's dreary. They go into this Catholic church. Peter has this kind of God moment, spiritual moment. They come out, and the sun's shining. Like there's a new step there, and there's a new beginning for for them. I don't know if that's reading into it, but I thought that the the symbolism in the weather and in the church uh, with the Sacred Heart of Christ being there, I thought mm-hmm. it was kind of a, a cool – I'm glad that the show has not shied away from spirituality. Right, and, and also not deprecated either like some shows do. Right, right. Um, and I think it was one of the refreshing. We, we talked about this being one of the refreshing things of Battlestar Galactica that they dealt with spirituality, and I feel like Heroes probably less than Battlestar, but still allowing it to be there and uh, mm. be a part of it. And, exactly. And uh, the the heroes themselves are obviously not divine, you know. But it's mm. that's well. It. Do you mind? Me, I mean, I could talk about family. You know, when you think of Family Guy, you don't think of sci-fi, but they had. Basically, all the cast. Oh members, yeah, this does tie in with the religion end of it. You know, this. Uh, I mean, they had the, it was the, the the A plot was uh, Stewie wanted to you know meet all the you know cast members from Star Trek: Next Generation, so he built a transporter because he goes to the sci-fi convention and everybody's asking him dumb questions. He wants to ask him questions about the show, so he builds a, a transporter and transports them to his room and he holds them hostage, which is very funny moments. They go to McDonald's, they go bowling. Um, that's the A plot. The B plot is, I don't know the daughter's name of the show. I don't watch the show. I, I only watch it because it had some of Star Trek Next Right, Gen. right. I mean, but, that was they were advertising that, of yeah, course. Yeah, But it was very, um, and I mean, Family Guy probably picks on everybody. But it was very, um, you know, I, I found it very offensive. Um, uh, they had the girl, she, she is sick in bed, and so she turns the TV on, and Kirk, she sees Kirk Cameron on, and she remembers her from growing pains. But Kirk Cameron really is a committed Christian, and supposedly she, you know, you know, converts to Christianity, but the dog is an atheist, and they're going back and forth, um, you know, about uh, religious beliefs and um there's a scene where I forget. The, I, I tried to probably forget most of it, but there's a scene where Jesus is in this room with this w- woman, and uh, uh, something about wine is in there, and she gets up to leave, and he locks the door. It's just like, uh, no, no, that's just not cool. I mean, no. I mean, uh, so they're messing with the divine. They took it a bit far, in your opinion. They, they, it, it was. It was they, they made it offensive. It was right. just you know. Right. It, they, they, I mean, I, I like satire as much as the next person, but this went above and beyond. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I didn't see it, but 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 heroes is not doing that. No, no, no. Hero, heroes. I mean, they're acknowledging spirituality. They're not being pro and con for it, but they are being respectful respectful of it. Uh, well, here's the reality. You know, 
spirituality is such a big part of the world. Absolutely. You know, I believe the statistic is that 90 people believe, 90% of humanity believes in some sort of higher power. Not necessarily Christian higher power, but some sort of higher power. So spirituality has to be there. (laughs) And even though science fiction is many times driven by science, Science, uh, and and science many times seems diametrically opposed to religion, uh, the two go hand in hand, really. You can't have one without the other. It's about about being human. I mean... uh, So... Whatever. We, we, we liked Heroes. I mean, that was one of the things we liked about it. What did you think of the whole Nathan and Claire, let's drink them up scene? That was kind of funny. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, obviously Claire, Claire can hold her liquor. I mean, oh, yes. Because uh, – Her body regenerates. She, she regenerates. She probably can't get drunk either. I mean, no, but, but there, was an, there was a plot a problem I had with that. Okay. Plot problem I had is wasn't she one of the heroes that was rounded up at the beginning, had that thing in her nose that was keeping her sedated? Yes. Well, shouldn't her body have been able to regenerate from that? There is, you're right. That would be an inconsistency. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, unless the fact that they were pumping it continually into her was not allowing her body to regenerate, that might be the only thing you'd say. But she was dialing the shots pretty fast. In her, this, uh, this was tequila. This was not, you know, yeah, this yeah, was the hard yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, it was it made for humor. Uh, yeah, we liked it. We liked it. You know, they're, they're down in Mexico hiding out from. Everybody. And finally, the Superman reference to, to Nathan that we get. I yeah, know, I liked it. It was good. Good job. So, uh, but I, I I think we're seeing some improvements with the show. It's going in a good place, and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, look forward to see what they're doing next week. Yeah, and uh, Terminator. We haven't talked about Terminator. Let's let's talk about that, and before we talk about our discussion topic for tonight. Uh, so there's two episodes of Terminator. Uh, the last one was the the second part of the one with the submarine. Um, oh yes, and, uh, and where the uh, girl gets shot. We think. By Derek. Oh yes, uh, Jesse. Jesse, yes, Jesse. Jesse yeah. yeah, she. Um, yeah. The girl. Uh, right? There's only one girl in there, after all. Right. No, just kidding. <laughs> but she. Um, good episode. Good episode. Um, the the humans on the submarine. Uh, it's it you know. I mean, they're questioning. I guess they, they made a Terminator, like the, the the ship's, you know, pilot and captain, and uh, right. Uh, he was doing things with you know. Yeah, uh, not telling them and. Uh, they have a little mini mutiny and uh, they blow his brain out. And uh, uh, but there's a T1000, which which would have oh, what ifs like it was um, if they would have just not opened the box, you know, brought it to John Connor, you know, what you know what would happen? What would have happened if they would have just okay? We may not like being led by a Terminator, but um, it seems like he seemed you know the Terminator knew what was going on, and if they would have just uh, you know. Just followed his orders. I mean, I, I, granted, it is a Terminator, but um, they end up losing a submarine and they end up losing some people. And it seemed like yeah. they jumped the gun a little with, with, with mutiny on there. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. That episode was good. And I realize that some people really liked that episode. Um, Don especially really liked it. But uh, yeah, they, they were just – Terminator overall has just stepped up its game. We've right. I, like the past couple episodes have been really good, mm-hmm. uh, and even the most recent one with them kind of hiding out in that little off that little shore, oh yeah, uh, lighthouse, and mm-hmm. uh, and then Derek and Cameron kind of teaming up and that whole thing. I, I thought it was good. It was a good episode. I've been enjoying them. Yeah, I mean, Der- Derek definitely does not like Cameron at all. Doesn't trust her, and uh, so they had to force to you know. But team they're but they're sticking together. I think that I think he's reluctantly. Doing it, but I think that well for, for his own survival and for for the Connor's survival, he's going to he'll deal with it. Yeah, um, 
But yeah, they, they had some good things in there. Um, Anything that stuck out? Well, it looks like, well, the thing with John Henry, I mean, John, you know, he's playing with the little girl and then. Uh, um, that sounds so wrong. Yeah, well, it's no, creepy. It's, it's, it is. It's, it's creepy from you know John Henry, this robot. Right, but uh, he gets shut down. There, there, there's a third party or a third. Oh, what did it, what did we call that crime, crime attack? I don't. That might have been it. Yeah, uh, I forget the name of it. <coughs> but his other AI development software program invades John Henry's brain and turns mm-hmm. him into the Terminators we all knew. Yeah, so I wonder if I mean we're, I mean we know that the one T one thousand Terminator. She's there to ensure that. Skynet gets, you know, built and everything right. like that. But I think she's thinking by using the John Henry thing and using that um, Cromartie's, you know, chassis. Um, but there's another AI out there um, causing problems. Well, I'm sure they're going to combine in the end. Probably, that's probably what they're hinting to. That they're going right. to combine everything. All right. Any other TV shows we need to discuss? No, I think we did. We talked. All right, about we're long. good. We're good with TV. Yep. Good with TV shows. No real movies coming out this weekend. There will be plenty no. of other movies that we are looking forward to, but we'll talk about them closer to the time. Yes. All right. Well, let's talk about our discussion topic, which is, and this is a question I poised uh, Miles earlier this week, and we did not, uh, and I left it kind of open ended, so we'll see where this goes. Okay. Um, the question that I'm asking Miles, that I asked Miles, and that I'm asking you as listeners to call in and let us know, is what do you think the current state of sci-fi is? And maybe one of the issues that we need to address is what do we mean by the state of sci-fi? And I'm not sure that uh, – so maybe that's – uh, we can answer that question however we want. And uh, do you want to go first, Miles, on that? Sure, I'll take a stab at it. Um, on the small screen, um, well, like a couple of our show, you know, Battlestar went off the air, uh, Life on Mars went off the air. Um, so on the small screen, it, it's doing okay. So I, it could be better, I think. I mean, we're talking about the shows that obviously interest us, right? Right. Uh, in that, and uh, there are others out there that we are not even addressing. You mm-hmm. know, we didn't talk about Smallville, which Miles and Don are big watchers of, right? Um, there are. Are there any sci-fi? But but let's talk about this. Are there any of the small shows on the small screen? Any of these shows really wowing us? Wowing us. Um... No, I mean I, I'm, I'm enjoying. I mean I'm enjoying Heroes. I'm enjoying Smallville. I'm enjoying Terminator. Are they wowing me? Um, not really. Maybe Heroes inconsistently. Hero, it, yeah. Every now, I mean Heroes have a great episode, like yeah. like it was two weeks ago. Yeah, I tell you what's what's wowing me is the Fringe. Okay, you you've been watching it, but it's a very smart drama. And Twenty Four has been wowing me. Some would not classify that as a sci-fi show, but more of a cop drama. Mm-hmm. But but there's some things that are kind of. Uh, fit into the sci-fi genre but fringe is definitely that vein of 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 a, of a sci-fi drama and that's probably the smartest most intelligent show that that in my opinion is on done by the creators of lost lost which is I believe it's since fifth season and i've never watched lost mm-hmm. have you ever watched lost no i haven't it's one of those things i'm going to have to go back and eventually watch because mm-hmm. i hear that it's a very smart drama again right. it has that sci-fi element but I would say Fringe for me is the only show that is really wowing me. Yeah, Battlestar, Battlestar was wowing me when it was ba- on. Ba- Battlestar was the show. I mean, 
It dealt with all aspects of life. Right. It, it, it had the space battles. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a, it was, it was a space opera. Right. Know, exactly. For all sense, for all sense of, in sense of purposes. And there's no spa- real space operas. Well, I mean, if you think of just sci-fi, you know, in space, there. I don't. I can't think of anything on TV no. right now. I mean, the Stargate series was it, but they. While I enjoyed that, there was a set. That it was not the caliber of Battlestar. Okay, and I I, I love Star, the Stargate series, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to SGU. It's coming out, but um, I am waiting for another really smart, captivating drama. And, you know, none of these shows that we really mentioned that we're really into. Well, some of them are, but like Dollhouse, Terminator, Heroes, Fringe. None of these are sci-fi shows. Battlestar was. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I mean. Exactly. I mean, on, on the big screen, I mean, I, I'm more optimistic because, well, they're bringing Star Trek back. Right. On the big screen. And uh, that looks to bring in a whole new generation of Trekkies. I, I think I think it will. I mean, uh, when I think of, I mean, when I think of sci-fi, I think of Star Trek. And, right. um, so, you know, and, and we talked about this last time. There is a possibility, I think Brian Fuller, if I got this, or Ryan Fuller, he's trying to get a new, new Star Trek on, on, on TV again. Mm. But... Um, but for the movies, I mean, there's still, you know, I mean, Star Trek is sci-fi, Transformers, uh, Terminator. In some in some ways, with the state, with, with where we are with technology, um, the movies that have been coming out that have been blockbusters, there's been a great portion of them that have been science fiction based. You think right. of Transform, you think of the blockbusters, Transformers. You think of um, even Hancock last year, the Will Smith summer mm-hmm. movie was, you know, was sci-fi, you know, right. super, super, superhero uh, comp. Yeah. And, yeah. and so sci-fi is alive and well on the big screen and is, and is, and is probably, there are some flops, but it's probably more consistent is, is, is better more consistently on the, on the silver screen. Yeah. It's doing better on, it's doing better there. Definitely. It is on TV right yeah. now. Yeah. Now, is there a reason for that? It, it's just what... Let's eliminate the writer's strike. Because the writer's strike's in there, and obviously is, <coughs> has affected the writing of some of these shows. But let's pretend that that didn't happen. Is there another reason that we might say? Is it is it the, is it the medium of television itself that lends itself to horrible science fiction drama? Again, it's, in general, yeah. because we have Battlestar, we, we said... We, there, and, there's some good stuff out there, but it's um, it's just what... What the writers choose, you know, what what the writers are making, what what the TV uh, execs are allowing to be on the uh, small screen. I mean, uh, uh, I'll bring Firefly back. Firefly was this, was was sci-fi western, but it was all in space. Uh, there's very few sci-fi shows that are deal with being outer space right now. Mm. Um, yeah, but that got you know that, that only made eleven episodes. Um, I you know I, so. so I think the TV execs are not. There is there is a prejudice against, um, you know, maybe that kind of sci-fi. Um, um, well, maybe we ought to be uh, fair here. Sci-fi has been relevant has been relegated to what really a geek culture, but you would think that they would take a hint from the major motion pictures. Well, I mean, geek culture maybe, but a very profitable one though. I mean. Uh, these are the people that are going to go spend the money. I mean, think about it. The people that go 
to Trek conventions. Right. They go to Star Wars conventions. Right. They go to Dragon Con or go to Comic Con mm-hmm. or whatever con you want to talk about. These people are paying mega bucks to go to these conventions. Not sure. only that, they're paying for hotels. They're paying for transportation. These people have disposable income. And so going- who's going to go see the movies? Well, it's it's only natural that we get blockbusters like Transformers and 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 other movies that are of the like. You know, there's a reason why Trek's being pumped like it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still moneymaker. Yeah, there's a reason why Watchmen did so well its first weekend. Mm-hmm. It was it was a genre people were going to see this. Uh, there were people that were just into that. Mm-hmm. The people and there's people and these are people with disposable income. Right, but I I, th- I, I, I still think and the network execs. There, 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 there is some kind of you know. I just, I just say it's a prejudice against. Uh, so what are they living in the dark ages? Are they on crack or something? I mean, come on, they really should. They really should. Studio executives are not stupid. They're in it to make a buck, right? Why haven't they made this connection? I, I don't know. I mean, th- what they should do is they should go to the cons and see what what people are going. You know, they're they're, they're spending the bucks to get to these conventions. They're spending money to buy stuff at these conventions. Um, you know, Star, Star Trek Enterprise went off the air back in 05, but there's still, there was still, the genre didn't die with, 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 with that. It, it still kept going on. I mean, with the fan film movement, um, and both ones put out Star Wars and Star Trek fan films, there's people that, um, still love this stuff. Uh, they're getting millions of downloads to, to watch it. So they still want it, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I, it's it's. I, I, I really don't know, especially with, with Firefly. I mean, um, yeah, I think that was a TV, stupid move by Fox, in my opinion. One of the best sci-fi show, best written sci-fi shows ever. I didn't even know it was on at the time. I just found out through friends. You know, check out these DVDs, and I did. And um, yeah, I saw I saw part of the show on when it aired, <coughs> and then watched the rest of the episodes when I got the DVD set. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just. Smartly written, yeah. probably in my opinion, and I know Buffy fans everywhere are going to hate me for this, but I think that Firefly was probably his best written show, smartest show, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Dollhouse, we love, but mm-hmm. I don't, we do we both, at least at this point, agree is not up to the caliber. Now, granted, he's co-producing it, so it's not just his show. I don't right. understand to that. But we are waiting. network te- the network From network television, we are waiting that. We are waiting for... For some, for, for some, some good, good maybe space opera sci-fi on, on TV again. Yeah, that's not hokey. That's not hokey. I mean, uh, yeah. the Firefly DVDs sold, sold millions, and uh, there was some real money with those. Um, the movie didn't do so well. Well, that was a weird. I mean, I remember the year it came out. It was not a good, good year for movies. Yeah. Um, however, um, it was one of the top-rated sci-fi. Productions of that year. I mean, right. pe- people liked that better than uh, well, 2005. That was that was that Revenge of the Sith. Was that when that came out? Or was I don't it, remember. It was one of, the, one of the Star Wars movies was out at that same time that uh, Serenity came out, and people were saying Serenity was definitely a better movie than. Uh, Even though Star Wars, of course, made millions, and millions more just yes. because of the genre. It said yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, it was just a, not a good good. I remember that year for movies. It was just not a good year for movies that time. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, that's what we want. We want some better space yeah, opera do. sci-fi. So the state of sci-fi, 
So we talk about big screen. We like it. We think it's yes. doing well. But we, but TV is pretty deplorable right now. We yeah, like shows. There's some good shows, but nothing that's really, nothing that's really challenging us intellectually. No, not I mean, and, and nothing really on the horizon since Battlestar. Yeah, Battlestar was some of the best written sci-fi. Um, I mean, I, 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 will, I, I mean, I have a love Star Trek, but I think that the writing for Battlestar is definitely superior than. Um, that Star Trek was. Uh, so are we going to argue that sci-fi is dead on TV? Not dead, but maybe anemic. <laughs> yeah, or maybe perishing. Maybe it's a slow, painful death. It, I, I really hope they come up with something better. Maybe yeah, I, I do too. Um, I mean, I, I will watch the shows that we discuss in here because I like the shows, but uh, there are there's not a show that's captured. Fringe. Fringe is it. Mm-hmm. But that hasn't even been officially renewed yet. Okay. Hey, we're just waiting for Fox to make a bonehead move again. That's oh, all. Right, yeah. But all right. Well, we want to hear your thoughts on the state of sci-fi. There's much, much more we can talk about what that means um, about quality of sci-fi. What maybe what makes a what makes a show sci-fi or not? That may be a spiraling out of that question for the next time or so. But we want to hear from you. If you want to call in and let us know what you think about the state of sci-fi, we want to hear from you. Now, before we do that, though, do we have a trivia question? Yes, I I have thought of something. Okay, Um, so this is our trivia question for the week. And um, so... I'm going to give you the number here in a little bit to also call in and let us know your thoughts on the state of sci-fi, but this will be the same number that you call in to leave us your answer for the trivia question of the week. And I believe we're going to make this one, was it Trek-related? Yeah, if you're a Star Trek Next Generation fan, you'll appreciate this. Yep, this is a Trek-related question because we were doing some of the Trek news earlier on and talking a little bit about Trek here. Mm-hmm. Um, go for it. Okay. Um, Marina Ceridus, she played uh, Counselor Troy in Star Trek Next Generation. We all know that. However, that was not the part she was first considered for. What part was she originally considered for um, for Star Trek Next Generation? I don't know this. Well, we'll find out. You don't tell me. Please don't tell me. Um, so, Lips uh, are sealed. So let, let's see if anybody knows for next week. All right, good. And as always, you can call in and speak like Greedo. Greedo this time. Greedo. Greedo. Yeah, yeah. Not Guido. Guido, he's an Italian guy in the set of Star Wars. But That got, um, that got cut out of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. Um, anyways, if you want to call in and leave us your answer for this trivia, you may do so at 206-600-4824. You can also email us the answer at zogpod, Z-O-G-P-O-D, at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at H-E-R-T-Z-O-G, and you can... Drop your lines that way. By the way, on Twitter, I've been doing like this daily sci-fi question trivia thing that I've been doing the past week. I don't know if I'll continue it or not. Uh, but Miles has been answering some of them. And the, the, there have been others that have been jumping in there and answering some of them. And yeah, who knows? We can just dialogue on Twitter. But anyways, anything you want to say? Any parting comments? Until uh, then, good night and good luck. And we will uh, see you next week. Bye.